Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Six Degrees of Ebbs podcast. I am your host, Ebony Nadine, and today is a very special episode for a few reasons. So this episode is actually the last episode of season one. It's the season finale. I can't believe it. It's literally been 10 episodes already. Um, and we've obviously focused a lot on The Office. Um, so I really hope that this season has enlightened you guys, um, you know, you non-Office office watchers, to, <laughs> to enjoy The Office as much as I do. Um, and today we're also going to focus on um, a lot about Michael Scott, because in my opinion, as I mentioned in the previous episodes, Michael Scott was a, um, a monumental part for me of the show. Um, and after he left, you know, to me, the show was just as great, but it, it didn't have that, that, you know, that, um, that enjoyment for me. I didn't enjoy it as much after he left. So I'm going to pay homage to, to Michael, to Michael Scott. But the other thing that I want to mention is that I'm not going to pay homage alone. Okay. I have a very, very special guest with me today. And, um, as I mentioned in my previous episodes, this guy is, not only amazing, but he also has his own podcast. Okay, so let me, um, it's my pleasure and my honor to introduce Louis Ramos, who is the host of the Louis Life with Louie podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Uh, well, thank you for having me on the Six of Degrees course. podcast. It's an honor. And yes, my name is Louis Ramos. Ramos, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow, you can listen to my podcast, Life with Louie podcast. Different subjects I talk about on there. Um, I touch on a lot of different stuff. So definitely give it a listen if you guys have a chance. But definitely check out this podcast first. This is where it goes down. So should we get started? Yes, let's get started. Thank you, Lou. Um, So yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, we're going to kind of focus on Michael Scott. Um, You know, Michael has had his share of um, of hilarious moments and, you know, just serious moments at at times. And I think one of the most monumental things are his relationships, not only with the the staff or his his, um, office team, but also his personal relationships with women that he inevitably brought into the office as well. So um, do we want to maybe start off with like maybe his relationship with... um, With Jan. I think it should always start with Jan. With Jan, right? Yeah. Let's let's start off with that. So... I know I spoke about this earlier, Lou, in um, in the earlier episodes that I felt like Jan kind of just, you know, took advantage of of Michael. She steamrolled over Michael, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Jan was the Me Too movement to the 10th 10th degree. She was an independent Mm -hmm. woman, but she didn't see equality in being independent, especially when it came to Michael. She saw some. She saw Michael as a inferior right. to her, whether it was because of his attitude or because of how silly he was. She didn't see Michael as her equal, so she took advantage of everything mm-hmm. that Michael brought to the table. Definitely, um, and you know, it's I. I don't necessarily disagree with the fact that she was independent and and whatnot, but the the fact that she to to me the way I felt like she took advantage was because when she was down and out. She basically, like you said, steamrolled over his life. Mm. Like she literally moved into his apartment, took over everything, spending was spending his yeah, money. Really. On, he had to get a second job. He had to get a second job at that telemarketing place. Um, you know, he was he was just letting it happen, and then she wanted to become an entrepreneur on his dime and yeah. trying to like, you know, for her candle business, trying to get people from you know his cohorts to to invest in her business, which was 
which was not cool. And, you know, she, she took advantage of him. I, I think she always saw him as like the, the, the weaker one that she could, you know, um, kind of, I guess, steamroll and take over. Um, and, and Michael's in some cases let that happen. And, you know, I, I think that that's just who he was. He wasn't like a confrontational person, but I think he kind of, she was the dominant. He was the, yeah. the submissive. Remember, he wasn't even sleeping in the same bed as her. He was sleeping on the little leg rest. <laughs> I always laugh at that part because <laughs> in, in this episode, the, the dinner party episode, which I did mention in my earlier episodes, um, you know, the, this was a, I, I didn't go into much of a rundown on it, but this is a really um, popular episode amongst Office fans. It's, it's, it's just crazy. But it's an episode that you should definitely watch. Yeah, you should watch Even if you're not it. crazy about The Office, you get the gist of it, definitely always watch the dinner party. Exactly, because it was it was a turning point. I feel like in in Michael's um, attitude towards Jan, um, and his and j- just his ability just to be able to walk away from the situation just showed up. It also just showed how fed up he was with her. But to to go back to the the sleeping arrangements, he, there was this like this little bench at the end of their at, at the end of their bed, and he, when he was when they were showing Jim and Pam the you know giving them the tour of, of the house. He literally like curled up on that bench and just stayed there, like <laughs> it looked like a little baby. It was just so funny. I always die when I see that scene, but it it just goes to to show like how how toxic the relationship toxic was. yeah how toxic she was toward him and um, how toxic the relationship was as you said Lou just now. Well, so. remember too, be even before that, even before she moved in with him, mm-hmm. she was recording them having sex yes. and showed the therapist, and he was wearing schoolgirl outfits and all that stuff. That's true. He was, he was, she was, um, you know, emasculating him there on so many different levels. Um, and, you know, she was, I, from what I think, and I, I think you agree with me about this, Lou, is that she was, she was having an affair with her assistant. Yeah, well, Hunter, I, well, Hunter. I, I believe they were. I yeah. believe they were 100%. I even believe Hunter was the father of the baby. Ooh, I never thought about that. I, th- I believe that. She said she got it from a sperm, the... She got the sperm from a sperm bank, but I believe it was Hunt. She was having an affair with Hunter the whole time. He made the song about her. Yeah, she. Yeah, that that is very true. So it, it could it could have been that, but um, but yeah, she she wasn't the right person for Michael. Um, and I'm I'm happy that he actually figured that out. But remember also that even Dwight knew that she liked younger guys. That's why Dwight brought over Plop. Yeah, this is this is like later uh, post Michael's um, uh, departure. But yeah, she Dwight knew it too, which is why he kind of like wanted to capitalize on on that um, and bring in a younger person to um, for her to take advantage of in order for him to get a sale. But we will we'll we'll dive into a bit more about that later. But um, but yeah, is there anything else about Jan we want to? No, Jan was Jan was just a, a evil person. Yeah. I mean, she was an independent woman, which is awesome. She was strong, but she was very evil. She buried she buried Michael on the reviews. I was yeah. constantly, mm-hmm. even though even when Michael was with her, yeah. And she buried Michael, wanted Michael to lose his job as a manager. Try to close Scrant, the Scranton branch down numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, she just wasn't a good person for Michael, not at all. Not at all, and I think what just crossed my mind was the deposition. That that was a I think a turning point with um to to that because and that that was actually before the the dinner party episode. So the deposition um th- this was after Jan had gotten fired, whatever the case is, and you know she she thought it was it was a wrongful termination because she had she had gotten like breast implants, whatever the case is. 
Um, so they, they thought that she thought that she was being terminated because of her decision to get breast implants and she was just being wrongful, wrongfully terminated. So with that, she decided to um, involve Michael in, in the deposition to, I guess, to try to prove that this was um, a wrongful, um, she, she was wrongfully fired. Um, but then it, during a deposition, it, it turned into, you know, Michael being crucified. Like she, she literally didn't, you know, it, it turned into like her, you know, sharing Michael's diary during the, the deposition. And, you know, she, she had just shared things about him that, um, that they shouldn't have known. And it, it just became everything on Michael as opposed to her trying to, you know, defend her honor and, um, and get her job back. So I, I thought she put Michael in a very uncompromising position um, to, you know, because he wanted to support her during this time, but she, you know, she was playing him as, as always. Um, so that, which, which I thought was kind of bad, but wait, anything you on about on Jan? No, yeah, Jan was Jan was just an evil person in the long run. All she cared about was herself in the long run. Exactly. Um, so yeah. So okay. So after Michael, he was over Jan. Um, I think after that dinner party episode <laughs> when she threw the Dundee at his little plasma screen TV. But remember, he had relationships in between there too. Yeah, that's that's what I was I was gonna actually go into that. So um, what was the the next one? I'm trying. Carol to Carol Stills. Carol Stills. Oh yeah, that's okay. So this was Carol Stills actually before Jan. Well, it, before Jan, yes, but in the process of him pursuing Jan before him and Jan got into that real relationship. Right, that's true. Because remember, him and Jan were in relationship twice. Yes, you're right about that. So this, okay, so yeah, this was in the earlier parts of, of him and Jan, you know, working things out. Because there, there was an incident where they, um, where Carol Stills and Jan, um, they had actually met during the casino night um, thing. So let, let's talk about Carol Stills. How, what is, what is your impression of her? I think Carol Stills liked Michael mm-hmm. in the beginning, but Michael was just so unbearable. And the way he, not, let me not say unbearable. But for Carol, it wasn't working. He proposed to her during the mm-hmm. uh, Diwali episode. Mm-hmm. And then he photoshopped the face, his <laughs> her ex-husband's face out of the family picture and put his face on there. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he met the kids. Oh, no, he did meet the kids in the, the ice room. In the ice, yeah. But I don't know of anything after that. No, I don't think so. So I could see what happened with Carol. Michael was moving too fast that he moved Carol. He pushed Carol away. Yeah, for for sure. Um, and then he wanted to, I don't know if he mentions, but he wanted to go on vacation with her, like right away. Yeah, um, to Sandals. To that, ex- and that's what ultimately led, led, led to him going back to Jan. Exactly. Yeah. Cause then that, that's a good point. Jan then, um, decided to go with him to Sandals. And then that's when everybody found out that they, you know, they were dating or messing around, whatever the case is. But yeah, Ka- Carol, I, I think she, she wanted to give Michael the benefit of the doubt. Cause Carol, just to give y'all a bit of a background, she was um she served as his realtor, so she sold uh, michael his his cult, his condo um, and then from there you know they they start, they like sparked up a relationship from there um, and fun fact for y'all that's actually Car- the woman who played Carol Stills is actually michael's wife in real life i don't know her real name but um but they they're actually married they're always breaking up though you notice that right because even in making a best friend before the end of the world that yeah. was the when she left them that's that's very true. <laughs> That's true. They're, I don't know if they really meant to be together, but no. But um, but yeah. So they they actually married in in real life. But um, yeah. I, I think like we said, Carol did want to give him the benefit of the doubt, 
but he he was he's a hopeless romantic like I said earlier in, in the season. He you know, Michael wears his heart on his sleeve. It's like he he can go out to the club, you know, there was an incident later in the seasons where he went out to the club with with um Ryan Howard and Dwight. Um and you know, he he met one woman and he was like, "I want to introduce her to my mom." Like, you just met this woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's, he he just he moves really quickly cuz he loves hard. But Carol just wasn't the one um, to to want to pursue that, so that didn't work out. And the thing with Michael, Michael don't have boundaries, and he don't no. understand politi- politically correctness when it comes to race. Remember when they went to Benihana's and he uh, brought over the waitress with him and Andy? <laughs> yes. And then he couldn't tell the difference because they were both Asian. <laughs> oh I'm not gosh. even sure they were the same type of Asian, but they were both Asian, and he couldn't tell the difference. Yes. And he gave her a bike that he was supposed to give for, for charity. He just has no boundaries. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's very true. Um, okay, so let's let's think. So Carol was was the um, was the one in, in between that, and then and he didn't pursue a relationship with this woman. But I, I do want to mention um, the the redhead girl that was uh, Kate. Kate. That became Jim's. Yeah. Jim's girl. Was it was her name Kate? Yeah, her name was Kate. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So um, Katie. Katie, right? Katie. So that that's a that is another example as to how fast he, he wanted to move. And um, so basically Katie came in, um, this is like in season two. Yeah, this is even before him and Jan Levinson yeah, hooks up. Exactly. So she, she wanted to um, come in and, and like, you know, uh, sell some purses. So Michael saw her. She, you know, she was fairly attractive. So he wanted to, um, you know, get to know her and everything like that. And, you know, he, he I think he also wanted to introduce her to his mother too. Or like he, she, oh, I think Dwight had asked him if he loved her. And she, he was like, I don't know. I don't know if I love her. It's like, you just met her. You can't say that you love her. But evidently she wasn't feeling him either. But that's just another example as to how fast he moves. So fast forward to, okay, so we went through Carol. We went through Jan Levinson. Now we go to Holly. Now we go to Holly, right? So Holly Flax, um, who ultimately ends up being his forever love, um, she, we, we were introduced to her, as I mentioned in the earlier seasons, because, um, the, the HR rep who was Toby Flenderson, who Michael can't stand, um, uh, we were introduced to her because she came in to replace Toby while he went to coast, was it Costa Rica? Costa Rica, yeah. He went to Costa Rica for some time. So she was there to, to replace him. And Michael has this, this like preconceived, um, judgment, uh, based of HR, of, of HR. <laughs> like he hates HR because of Toby. Right. So, um, so, you know, so at first he was like apprehensive about even getting to know Holly, but, you know, I I think at one point when, when she, like he, he, I I guess he kind of realized that she wasn't as bad as Even when he wanted to hate her, he couldn't hate her. Exactly. Exactly. So it was like, you know, he, um, she, she must've said something to him, you know, about like her trying to, like her falling asleep while, while Toby was showing her the files of, you know, showing her around the office and, I think that was like Michael's That's like, what sparked it to show that he, she wasn't HR like Toby was HR. Exactly. She was more fun. I guess in his mind, Toby is just what Pam Beasley is to me, Toby <laughs> is to <laughs> Michael. <laughs> and I, don't, I know we said we was going to talk about uh, Michael today, but I have to get into this. We, we're going to get into this a little bit in a, in a few minutes because Luis Ramos cannot stand Pam. Like... I I'm, I don't want to I don't want to deviate too much, but 
do do you want to just say how much before we move on like just your your opinion pam is toxic oh gosh everybody loves the gym and relationship (laughs) pam uh gym and relationship gym and pam relationship excuse me Mm -hmm. when really the ideal relationship was really to be phyllis and bob vance because (laughs) pam is just toxic we'll get into that more as we go on let's stay on to michael right now though okay yes but um so yeah so uh what were we saying Holly and Holly, Holly and yeah. So Holly and Michael. So they were, you know, Michael was filling two her. peas in a pod. Two peas in a pod. They were a lot alike, um, and you know they they hit it off. But unfortunately, uh, you know they 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 were hot, getting hot and heavy. And then there was a time where I think um, uh, David Wallace has saw them kissing. But explain why. David Wallace didn't want Michael and Holly together. It had a lot to do with Jan. Had a lot to do with Jan for sure. You wanna you wanna go into that? Well, David Wallace is the the CEO, the uh, CFO, CFO of Dunder Mifflin, mm-hmm. and he went through he went through the hell of Jan and Michael, especially when Jan sued the company. Mm-hmm. So in David's mind, it wasn't ideal to have the HR HR representative hooking up with the uh, manager, the regional manager of Dunder Mifflin because Michael had such a bad rep due to Jan. Whether it was Michael's fault or not, I don't think it was. Right. It's just Jan was just an evil person when it came to Michael. He wanted to prevent that, so he transfers Holly to Nashua. Nashua branch, yeah. Exactly. So that, um, you know, that definitely didn't sit well with Michael because he was... um, you know, he he fell in love with with Holly, and they and they were a lot alike. So I, I I could see how much they were compatible. I think everyone saw it. Um, so that that hurt Michael, but you know I understand it from David Wallace's perspective. It was it was a business move. Yeah, protecting the business. Yeah, he didn't he know he didn't want to go down that that path again. But let's talk about how Holly how quickly Holly moved on. Yeah, well, I think Holly moved on with AJ more so to try to get over Michael. I don't think she was ever over Michael, and we mm-hmm. learned that. That's yeah. the one good deed Pam did in her whole life. <laughs> was that when she read the email when she read the email to yeah, yeah. to Michael. Right. Oh, she read the email and she gave Michael the the thing because she didn't read it to him. Yeah, exactly. She she just she basically just told him that it's not over. That's the one good deed. She might have got a little bit of an angel wing. Just a feather of an angel <laughs> wing for that. Gosh. I I mean, I, I hear you on that, that she, you know, she didn't want, you know. That Holly was trying to get over AJ, and that's why she, I mean trying to get trying over, to go over Michael, Michael so she went over she went to AJ. But I don't know. I, I feel like that was um, like it, it to to me. It wasn't the the best way to go about it because she she made it a stink about you know them you know living in, in separate places, and then you know when when she went on to to AJ, it didn't matter to her about that. But remember, she wasn't when they brought her back. They brought her back. It wasn't supposed to be temporarily. Yeah, that that's true. Because Toby was doing the trial. That that is true. And that was already after. Yeah. After David Wallace was long gone. Right. So she was. She probably only felt it was going to be a temporary thing. Toby yeah. comes back, and she goes back to Nashua. Yeah, that that's true. But I I don't know. I guess I guess I I just felt for Michael because he was you know he was clearly devastated when when she had to be transferred over. Um, but he, he did try to like, you know, uh, get back on, on the, on that horse. With the, with the chair model that he never met. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the chair model actually came, um, after Jan. After After Jan, yes, you're 100% correct. So that. It was Concierge Marie. Concierge Marie. 
Concierge Marie. And she couldn't stand Michael, and she only knew him for about twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> he was they they were like hitting it off in the in the the hotel bar because basically David Wallace has sent um you know Michael and and Oscar and Andy on a business trip for a sale, and Michael um you know met uh, Concierge Marie, and you know they they were hitting it off and. She, you know, she apparently she invited him back to her hotel room, but I guess after they did what they did, yeah, she kicked them out. They slept together, and she couldn't tolerate Michael. Maybe Michael didn't lay lay down the lay down the wood like he was supposed to, <laughs> oh, <God>. and she <laughs> she kicked him out, even to the point where he almost forgot his shoes. She just wanted him <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah, and 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 again, I think that, like you said, that was um, a way for Michael to kind of you know get over losing Holly. So that that was his. But we see it didn't work. It it didn't work because he went on he went in on David Wallace about that. Yeah, which yeah. I think he did have every right to. I understand what David was doing, mm-hmm. but Michael did sacrifice a lot for that company. He did, and for David Wallace to do that to him, even David Wallace gen, genuinely liked Michael. Yeah, I I agree. He like I said in the earlier episodes, he he took a lot off of Michael. Um, you know, just like just being, I think, you know, we, we both have, have worked a lot of our lives and, you know, just doing a lot of the stuff that Michael has gotten away with, we would like in the normal world, that would never have happened. So he, he definitely has a sweet spot for, for Michael. So I guess for, you know, that, that was devastating for Michael to, to, to have, you know, someone who he called, who he thought was on his side or an ally in, in, and Wallace to have that happen to him. Especially after like, helping the company over Jen. Exactly. That was a big... I, I could understand why Michael felt so betrayed. Yeah, that, that is true. And with the whole merger situation, like he... Michael stepped up with all that. So I, I get it. It was it was devastating for him. But okay, so we, you know, he, he met and ended things with uh, Concierge Marie. Then are we introduced to... Um, Helene. Helene, right? Yeah. So Helene... Yeah, Helene is the is uh, Pam Beasley's mom, and you can see where Pam gets some of her pettiness because she gets it from her mom. And if you guys watch the wedding episode, you guys would understand why I say that. But she gets a lot. Of, Pam gets a lot of the pettiness from Helene, even though Helene, I think, is a little bit of a nicer person. But I'll let I'll let Ebony explain why. Yeah, so you know he uh, so he he met uh, Helene at at Pam's wedding. This was what I mentioned last episode during the last episode. Um, and Helene was actually coming off of um, her breakup with with her husband, who was Pam's father. Um, now, see th- that I don't I don't agree with you on that. Cause I don't think she was being petty. I don't because her her ex husband or her separated husband, who was Pam's father, came in there with a younger woman. They were broken up. Yeah, but come on, they that had just happened. It's fair game out there. Whatever. How Has- loyal is a hungry dog? You can't. <laughs> It was over. He moved on. He probably saw the mistake they made with Pam, and he, he wanted to move on. Now, let me just say this: my okay. my hatred of Pam Beasley does not have to do with the character, the actual character, Jeannie Fisher. Jenna Fisher, yeah, Jenna okay. Fisher. Uh-huh. This is solely based on the character Pam Beasley. If I was reading a book, I would not like Pam Beasley. Okay, but why do you hate her so much? Please just tell the She's listeners. She's toxic. She's selfish. Oh god. She's a whore. Oh my gosh. I try to give her the benefit, the benefit of the doubt. Y'all know that, right? Like, even though I don't agree with a lot of the things that she does, I try. Let's Lewis touch on, doesn't. Let's, let's touch on that later. Let's All right, I'm sorry. Head, I keep, I keep going, going back to for me. a half an hour alone. <laughs> and I want to just hit you with straight facts, not what I assume. All right, all right. So we're going to come back to that. But anyway, so um, Michael and, and Helene, after the wedding, they, they started messing around. 
Pam found out about it when she got back from her. Um, she and Jim got back from their honeymoon. She was obviously upset. That's a double standard. Her father could be with a younger woman, but her mother couldn't be with a younger man. You see Pam's way of thinking? It's not the fact that she was with a younger he. She was with a younger man. It was the fact that she was with her boss. Like Michael is her boss. Like I, I get that. I understand where she's coming they from. They both have a right to be happy. Whatever. Anyway, um, so okay, so they, you know, they were together, and then Helene's birthday comes up. So um, Michael had set up this little nice little um, lunch, but uh, birthday lunch with uh, Helene and Jim and Pam. Um, and they, you know, they were talking and having a good time. And then, uh, Helene mentioned what, how, how old she actually was. And she said she was 58. So Michael thought that she was younger, which I don't understand why or how, because she has grown kids. Like, she has grandkid, well, she has a grandkid grand- on the way. Yeah. She has a grandkid on the way and she has a grown adult child, adult, you know, kid. So like, how did that happen? So unfortunately, <laughs> Michael broke up with, with Helene on her birthday. Right, so that was wrong. That that was their wrong, and then um, and then your homegirl Pam Lou slapped, slapped him. But I can understand that. I'll give I'll give yeah. her that. I'll, that's understandable. So okay, so okay, okay. Bi- I, I don't like bi- Pam, but I'm not biased towards rationality here. Okay, I understand that. That's that's respectable. <laughs> so so yeah, so that ended that relationship, unfortunately. Um, and then what happens? We we introduced to to Donna. I believe. Donna, yes. yes. So Donna is um, is a, a bartender. Is, is she she's the manager. manager. Yeah, she's the manager at a, at a bar, like the equivalent to Dave and Buster's. It was like a you know game bar um, that that she was the manager at. So they you know the office went to happy hour, and Michael was there, um, and he 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 was actually on a so called date with a woman that Pam had wanted to introduce Michael to, but um, it turns out that he started kicking it with. Um, with uh, what's her name? With Donna. With Donna, right? So <laughs> I'm losing my mind. So um, so yeah. So that that all happened, and then date date Mike came out of nowhere. He had his little Kango hat on and all. But that. date Mike wasn't for Donna. It wasn't for yeah. It was you're for right. Pam's friend. That's originally. true. That's true. So um, okay. So then that conversation, you know, that sparked up a little relationship. They were um, hot and heavy, but the kicker was that Donna was actually married. married. So. Um, you know, the, you know, Michael, of course, as I mentioned earlier, he brings all of his business into the office and he was, you know, trying to see, you know, what, what the issue was. And he was explaining it to the, to the staff. So they were like, you know, it sounds like she's married. Like this woman is, you know, she only goes out at a certain time or she only goes to certain places and, you know, she's doing all this stuff. She's probably married. So Michael confronted her about it and she indeed was married. And that didn't stop Michael, right? Like he he had, he had to see the, he didn't mind being the bad boy or being the villain in that situation because mm-hmm. he felt he deserved it. But then he couldn't get Andy and him couldn't get over the fact that they knew who her husband was. Oh, that's right. And they I went to see him that. coaching the little league game. Yes. Yeah. So they. Um, so so Andy and Andy also was just coming off of a of a breakup with so Angela. He was bitter. Yeah. He was bitter. So he was like, you know what, you you know why if if you if you so bad, why don't you go confront her husband? So um, so they they went to go see her husband um, play. And, you know, I, I think I think it got to him. The pressure got to him and everybody like, you know, disagreeing with with his actions. And I got think to he realized too. the husband was a nice guy, too. That's another thing. Yeah. That's a really good point. He wasn't a, you know, a bad guy. Um, so so he broke things off off with her, which I'm, I'm kind of happy about because Donna, she she was cool, but she wasn't for him. No, I don't think so. Um, 
so that ended that. And then where are we going with? What's, I think it the then ends up really. You won't see him in another real relationship until Holly comes back. Yeah. So let let but let's talk about the Christmas episode where Holly. So Holly comes back, as you mentioned, and then so she comes back during the Christmas episode, but then. Um, she that that's when he learned. Was it that he learned that she was still with? She knew he. Michael knew she was with AJ because remember they went to they Nashville. They went to Nashville, right? But then he started getting them feelings. Okay, well she's away from AJ now. Yeah. Why couldn't she stay with me? But right. it was remember it's a different. She was only there because Toby went on to jury duty. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that she was there permanently. Yeah. Which Michael wasn't. It wasn't wrapping around I Michael's head because yeah. you know he was in love with him. Right. 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 Yeah. So um, that that that's a good point that you just raised, but. I think what what got to Michael was that AJ came to visit Holly while she was in Scranton um, during a Christmas episode, and oh, and they ran into each other at the picnic too. Oh, that's right. They ran into. Yeah. They did the play at the picnic. Yes. This is before this episode. Before the she comes to um, Scranton. This is true. Yes. Yeah. So um, since since the the time when um, David Wallace has separated them, they had ran into each other at the picnic, like you said, Lou, and then. Um, you know, they had did that, that little, sh- that little skit together. Um, and then the second time they ran into each other was when, um, uh, Toby had to go to jury duty and then she came back, uh, back to serve as the HR rep. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, he, he the, the, I think the whole point of this is out of all the women that he's been with, this was the woman that just kept coming. Like they, it, they, it was, it, they were magnetized. Like they were. You know, th- this was, was a, a woman that was, yeah, it was, that was a soulmate, like you said. So, um, so yeah, so I think after that, um, you know, she, Holly had actually told, um, AJ that she wanted to cool things down with him. Well, right? she wanted the, she wanted the engagement ring yeah. by New Year's. Right. She wanted to get engaged. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Michael started seeing the opening to chip away of, okay, maybe, maybe I could convince her to be with me. That's true. Right. Yeah. So so let, let me ask you, do you do you think that um, AJ not giving her the, the ring, did it have anything to do with what he saw with between her and Michael? I think it had a big thing to do with it. And it mainly because, OK, she's in Scranton now. Let me see what she does while she's over there. Mm-hmm. And if she's fully committed to me, then I'll, you know, eventually I'll give her the ring. Right. If not, then, you know, I'm just going to let it go. And they kind of played the Roy and Roy and Pam yeah. situation with that situation, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, she's with a guy that's not fully committed to her. And here's a guy who's madly in love with her. Right. And, you know, it was that poetic justice in a sense. Yeah. Which I, we will see again later on as you guys watch the episodes as it goes on. You'll see it again with Andy and Aaron. Yes. It becomes very Jim and Pamish, And then it becomes a different situation as it goes along. For sure. That, that's one thing I feel like the, the writers are notorious for is kind of repeating storylines, but like throwing little twists, plot twists in, in between to make it, you know, different. Um, OK, so, yeah. So AJ and, and Holly are done. Now, Michael is trying to kind of, you know, we, weasel his way into um, back into Holly's life, you know, and try to rekindle their relationship again. And he, he basically does. He gets lost. Yeah, he gets lost. And the only one who can find them is Holly is because Holly. they have that connection. Mm-hmm. Remember the, the PDA episode where they... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Public affection episode? And it was Oscar doing the most complaining? <laughs> I 
Amanda and Kevin was like, suck it, Oscar. She's <laughs> like, I'm not even saying anything. I want them to be together. Just but don't. Oscar was the one who complained, though. Yeah, he was the one who complained. Um, so, yeah, so that so that was that. And I think, um, you know, leading up to kind of, kind of wrapping this up, um, this segment up is, you know, uh, Michael proposed to Holly in the office where they met. And that's another um, kind of uh, repeat thing of, of Jim and Pam. Jim and Pam, yeah. Um, but I, I think this was much more eloquently done. Um, and this engagement led to Michael having to move to um, to Denver, which is where Holly was was from, because she had to take care of her her parents who were up in age. Um, so he decided to to move to um, Denver with her, and that was his exit. That's basically show. it. Leads up to goodbye, Michael. Yes. Michael leaves. Um, doesn't tell the people when he's leaving. Jim figured it out. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he's gone. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of Michael until the last episode. You'll see Michael at Dwight's wedding. Yeah. But that's really it. They might mention him here and there, but there's no, as close as Michael was to these people, there's no more. This is the one thing I think the writers messed up yeah, on. Yeah, I agree. They disconnected completely from Michael. Uh, can I bring up yes, a reference? Yes, please. Uh, the same thing you see in SVU and Law and Order SVU when Elliot Stabler leaves, they Olivia like <laughs> badmouths him, and then there's no type of connection with these people, with him and these people again. It's the same with Michael. Michael went to Denver, and nobody had any connection yeah, with him so in the age of social media. Exactly. So and- the writers, when the writers did that, I, I think that was a way as Steve could, uh, a shot at Steve Cottrell, like, hey, you know, you're, you're gone. You're gone. We, we're gonna forget you. Exactly. It was like killing him off. Because I, I, I would have thought that at least Aaron would have been Stayed in closer contact to with him. him. Even yeah. Jim and Pam. Even Jim and Pam. Dwight. Right? Exactly. So it was, it was it was weird. That that was weird how they did that. But, you know, it is what it is. I Like I said before, I felt like Michael was the show. Um, and that's why you're not doing any more Office episodes? That's exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to try to um, downplay the rest of the, the show after, post-Michael because it was good, you know, but it, no, no matter how many other managers came in and we could talk about um, Robert Will Ferrell. Cal- Will Ferrell, uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Robert California. Uh-huh. And then basically it leads to Andy becoming to Andy manager. To Andy becoming manager, which was a whole crap show, which I, like I, I started... Just like in India in that in that segment, um, and then Andy became like as starting out as a gym with Aaron, he became like Roy with Aaron. Exactly. And then they had uh, uh, what's the name? Flop. Uh, Flop. Yeah. Become the new gym, basically. Exactly. He even looked like Jim. Yeah, exactly. But then at the end, um, Dwight finally, finally becomes regional manager of Dunder Mifflin, uh, Scranton. And that that was something that I, I I felt a sense of pride because I love Dwight. He's he's crazy. He's weird. He's off his rocker most of the times. But I, I think it's been a long time coming for for him to actually be in Michael's Michael's seat. Whether they wanted to to mention it or not, I think we're mentioning it. Like this is Mike. This is what his dream was. Yeah, to be and he deserved, Dwight deserved. I don't think he was as bad as a manager as what people thought. No, he did end up firing Kevin and Toby. <laughs> <laughs> If you watch the episode, you'll see how... Watch the show, you'll see how difficult Kevin was. And just, for some reason, people didn't like Toby. I like Toby's character. I like it, too. But a lot of people didn't gravitate towards it. So before we get off the off the subject, mm-hmm. before you finally end it, should we talk about Michael's relationship with each of the main characters on the show? Yeah, you want to lead that? Well, I guess we'll start off with who? Who we want to... Dwight and, uh, Dwight and Michael? Yeah. They knew each other the longest. They know each other the longest. They know each other the longest, right. Um, I, I personally, I think Dwight... Um, 
my, Michael had this this uh, love hate relationship with Dwight personally. It was a big brother little brother relationship. Yeah, like that that like annoying kind of kind of little brother big brother thing. But to to me, all in all, I, I I do feel like Dwight loved Michael, but he also had an ulterior motive for for him wanting to be as close to Michael. He, as he, he saw it as the general and the emperor. If if I could become the emperor, I'll be the general that turns turns. Yeah. And he did. He did a few times turn on Mike. Well, once he turned on Michael. Yes. Oh, he did it too with. Uh, Charles Minor. He joined Charles he Minor. He chose what? Quick, fast. <laughs> he was not, he, he had the opportunity to to move up in rank. He he you know switched it up on Michael real quick. Um, but at the same by the same token, he does protect Michael in certain instances. And a too. lot of things because he sees it as he's the general and he yeah. got to protect the right. the king or the emperor, so, so to speak. That that's true. Well, he, to correct myself, he knew Phyllis the longest because him and Phyllis went to high Phyllis school. Was- so well, let's touch on his relationship with Phyllis. Yeah, so Phyllis, him, him and Phyllis, like like you said, Lou, they went to high school together. Um, Michael swears that he's younger than Phyllis, even though they were in the same grade. <laughs> um, and she she actually had a little secret that she had given up a, a child. Um, she she had a baby and she had given him up in, in high school and she thought that he knew about it. Um, but yeah, so that that's... Yeah, but he downplays Phyllis a lot in that in, in the show. Yeah, he, he makes does. he makes Phyllis feel like the grandmother. Yeah, she knitted him the knitted him the um, oven mitt, and yeah. he didn't want it. He didn't want it. That's that's very true. He and the, they're the same age, so it's just like I don't understand why. And then he he like kind of um, made it seem like she was a lesbian when she got her short haircut, even though she was engaged to Bob Vance. Like he he definitely plays her a lot. Michael tends to be delusional, so he doesn't see Phyllis as cool as what he he believes he is. Mm-hmm. So Phyllis don't lead match up to his level. Yeah, so to speak. But now we're judging on Phyllis, so we touch on Stanley. (laughs) Yes. Stanley. Stanley hates Michael. Stanley cannot stand Michael. I think he he definitely tolerates Michael to a certain degree, but he can't stand him. In In the Did I Stutter episode, which cracks me up every time, like, he gave Michael a piece of his mind. Like, he's just like, you know, you're, you're not, you're not who you think you are. You are not a good manager. You mess up everything in this office and all that. So he, he couldn't stand Michael. But Michael loved them. Michael, yeah. What was one of the reasons Michael loved them, though? Because he was black. <laughs> because he was urban. <laughs> exactly. No, but he wasn't urban. He thought he was he urban. Thought he thought he was, was black. urban. He was, he, Michael, ignorantly, equivalated being black with being urban. Right. Stanley, who was far, far from urban, Michael did, couldn't understand that. But Michael's own ignorance, which could come across as racist, mm-hmm. couldn't see that. Right. So he thought Stanley was good at basketball. He thought Stanley was hip. He everything he wanted until Daryl eventually comes into the picture. <laughs> yes, he exactly. went to Stanley with exactly, exactly. So yeah, him, him, and it, it was a, the the love was only one way with that with that uh, relationship. Um, so let's talk we'll talk about, about Daryl because Daryl yeah. was always on the show, but he became a main piece as the show went on. Yeah, Daryl, um, like like you said, Daryl was was the is, is a pretty important character in the show. He he was the one that um um you know persuaded Michael to go fight for more money, um for a higher salary. Daryl, <laughs> he you know, although he was steering Michael wrong, he was still you know trying to keep him hip and you know trying to <laughs> show him the 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 lingo and and the, that happens in the hood or whatever the Think case of is. <laughs> they can flicker, bippity boppity, give him the zoppity. Like it was just stupid stuff, but he couldn't help himself. Daryl meant well. He would never lead Michael totally wrong, but mm-hmm. Daryl saw Michael was incompetent. Yeah, and Michael blocked a lot of Daryl's good that's ideas. A good point. Yeah. And that's what Daryl Daryl saw Michael was ignorant and incompetent, and he 
played on that. Exactly. Not not in a mal- malicious way, Mm-mm. but in a way of listen. I can't stand this guy. Something's got to give. Right. Exactly. Let's touch on Kelly Kapoor from that. We'll go from Daryl to Kelly Kapoor. Okay. Yeah. So, what what are your thoughts on Kelly with, with Michael? Uh, there's a lot of interaction there, but Kelly's character ch- changed drastically mm-hmm. after she slapped Michael for being prejudiced towards her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she just became like an airhead as she got with Ryan and their interactions were her her character became more based around Ryan. Yeah, I think the the one interaction with Michael that stands out to me was when she um she wrongfully accused Mike uh Jim and Dwight, Jim and Dwight of of having bad customer uh, service. Yeah. And and Michael took her side. Michael know? took her side cuz Michael saw remember Michael didn't want to fire nobody. Exactly. He was he wasn't that kind of manager. And then we'll go into the weird obsession with Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> oh my god. Michael would stand in his office and like look at Ryan from his office window. It's so weird. Michael had a man crush on Ryan, but it wasn't in a homosexual way. It was more so that he saw Ryan as the epitome of being cool. Ryan was young. He was everything Michael wanted to be. Yeah. He was young. He was in business school. He, you know, I guess in Michael's eyes. Because of his situation with Kelly, mm-hmm. Michael saw, uh, you know, oh, this is this guy is just cool, and so that's what Michael saw. Michael looked at him as an idol, but Michael also looked at him as a son too. As a son, as in Michael's, but in Michael's eyes, because yeah. Michael can be delusional, he saw him as a son. But in reality, Michael was looking up to him. He wasn't looking up yeah, to Michael. That's true. That is a good point. But Michael did lay down the law on him when he took him to the business yeah. class. Remember? Yeah. He's like, so suck on that when he left the Christmas. <laughs> and then in his diary, he, <laughs> <laughs> he basically equivalated. He had Michael and Jan on the same level yeah. of hotness. <laughs> but again, I, my personal opinion, I don't think it was coming from a, a sexual point of view no. with Ryan. I think if he were to, maybe he'll pick Ryan. But I, I think it was more so that he just <laughs> saw Ryan was just cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I, I think, and then Pam had to like, there's another good thing about Pam. She did tell him like, <laughs> you should see his face right now. Lewis's face is like, mm-hmm. But Pam did try to tell him, you know, I, I think this, this love is only one way. He's taking advantage of you. Yeah. Pam should have took her own advice as she invested money in Ryan's All right, well, bullshit company. All right. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. So we're talking about Michael right now. So don't, don't keep coming for Pam. Okay? So let's, well, now that we're on Pam, Pam's relationship yeah, with Michael. That's a good segue. So yeah, Pam's relationship with Michael I, I think in the beginning, it, to me, in my opinion, it was a little, you know, rocky. Because um, Michael was making advances towards her. Michael was making advances. But I, I think after a while, Pam truly became his gatekeeper. She she served her role as his assistant. Um, and she to, to me, she knew his ins and outs. Like, she, she knew what he was going to do before he did it. Almost second to Holly. She was second to Holly. Exactly. With her, but she... Is with her is because she learned it. Yeah. With Holly, it just came naturally. It just came naturally. That and that's why they're soulmates. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I think that was. Michael had a little crush on her too. Michael did have a crush on Pam. He did. Uh, but then after a while, I kind of think it was it was also like a daughter relationship with with. Them yeah, too. it became a mutual. Well, like, like a friend. Yeah, they became they actually evolved into being friends. Yeah. After I agree. a while, I agree. and then Pam leaves. Pam doesn't leave. She becomes a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Well, she does leave, comes back, and becomes a salesperson. Mm-hmm. And Aaron becomes... The receptionist. The receptionist. And Aaron, Michael couldn't stand Aaron Oh, at my gosh. It's so true. <laughs> he could not stand her. He was just like, no. Like, I, I didn't like... He didn't like her. But then after... Um, this is another episode y'all got to watch. Scott's Tots is really good. 
I think after that is when she, um, he started to to see that Aaron was actually, um, you know, on his side and, and actually a good person. I, I love Aaron. I always, I said in earlier episodes, I, I think she was a, a refreshing, um, you know, person on, on the show. So, so yeah, so that, that was that, that was that relationship. Um, and she, she viewed him as her father, as like a father, a father figure. figure. Even when he didn't like her, she still looked at, looked up to him as a father figure. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyone else you want to cover? Meredith and Creed. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, they, they were weird. So did, did they date? Do, or did they like have an affair? Meredith and Creed? Yeah. Meredith and Creed messed around. They she messed said around, it, yeah. Right. But she remembers she even offered herself to Michael. Meredith would have messed with everybody in the office if you let That's her. true. Yeah, Ma- yeah. So um yeah, Ma- Meredith and Michael, um they 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 had their, their little thing, whatever the case is. But Creed, Michael hit her with a car. Michael did yeah, why am I forgetting about that? Michael did hit her, Broke with, her, her with her car, with his car, yeah. And then try to justify it because they found out she had a rabies. <laughs> Which he most likely called in the office because of Dwight. Because <laughs> he always bringing them farm animals and because he captured weird... the bat on her head. Oh, that's right. Duh. Oh my gosh, I'm bugging. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Lewis is over here trying to show off because he's remembering things that I'm forgetting. So yeah, they probably she probably did catch it from from that. Um, then we had Creed who worked with Michael before Michael was a manager. This is true. He he worked in the Ed Truck days. Yes, and Michael. Um, in in this, I think season two, he was going to um, to fire. He had to fire somebody. He was going to fire Creed. He was going to fire Creed, and then Creed was like, "No, you know, fire, fire, um, fire Devin, Devin, instead." Um, so so yeah, so that that was their relationships. Now, do you want to talk about who we want to talk about next? Jim, I guess Jim and Jim and Michael. The sales, the Jim, Jim and Michael. And Andy and Michael. Jim, remember, Michael worshipped Jim. Yeah. He, uh, he idolized Jim. I, I think he idolized Jim more than he idolized Ryan. Because he saw Jim also as being cool mm-hmm. and being pretty hip. Yeah. Even though Jim, Jim was a slacker, but Jim was good at his job. Yeah, exactly. I, I think Jim, Jim just wasn't passionate about what he, what he did. But he, you know, he, he did it anyway. Um, Andy was the opposite. Andy was trying to be the next Dwight. And Andy is very pretentious. Like he, he just he thinks that he's more than what he is, and I understand. You know, he went to Cornell and all that. But that's but, similar to Michael, so yeah. that's why their personalities clash because yeah. they're so similar to each other. That's true. That is very true. Because Michael, <laughs> Michael was like he's always in my business, <laughs> always in my face. I feel like you agree with me just to agree <laughs> just with me. Agree with me. Um, and then I, I guess that's that's those are the only salespeople, right? That we yeah we didn't touch on. Didn't yeah, touch then on. we got. Angela, who's Angela's relationship with everybody is just cold. Yeah, she's just a stick in the mud, like I said. Just cold, cold. He got his relationship with Kevin. He saw something in Kevin that nobody else saw. That's true. And even, and I love Kevin as a character, but I didn't see it. He, hired, he should have put Kevin in the warehouse, yeah. but he hired Kevin to be an accountant, and Kevin got by because of Oscar. Exactly. He, he hid behind Oscar. Um, and now we could touch on Oscar and his uh, his little affair with his little uh, escapade with Oscar, outing Oscar as being gay. Yes, making constant remarks of the same he does with Stanley, but making constant remarks about Oscar being Mexican. Mm-hmm. Michael had no boundaries, so he didn't understand it. He even ended up kissing Oscar after he outed <laughs> him <laughs> because he didn't understand his. He had a very ignorant mindset. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't understand the reality of the situations. And then his last and, and his most hated relationship was with Toby. Yeah. He hate for whatever reason, he hated Toby. 
Toby just sucked the fun out of the room for Michael. Yeah, he could not stand Toby. I don't know what it was because it Toby is corporate. You know, he's he's from the the corporate Dunder Mifflin office. But and 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 Michael to me, I think Michael claimed that he hated him because he wasn't because he was corporate. But Jan was too. But Toby was the yin to Jan. Yeah. When Michael was doing outlandish stuff, Toby was there to tell him you shouldn't tell him do that it. He couldn't do Instead it. of Michael taking it as constructive criticism, Michael took it as criticism. And just legally, you can't do certain things. You can't do and say certain things. But he could. He didn't office. see that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I think that that, that That's pretty, pretty much, much wraps it, it up, yeah. right? So yeah. So that is that is our take on on Michael. I think overall, I love me some Michael Scott. He, like I said, and I can will continue to say it. He was the epitome of the office. Um, he he made he brought the funny. He brought the 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 crazy. Um, he he just and he just brought the show to a to a new level. I think personally, I think the office could 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 have continued um, in in this day and age. In you know post Michael with the, the way that like the dynamic of the show, I think it could have continued. But when Michael, if if Michael were still on the show, that show would not have survived in this climate today. Like yeah, he was too politically incorrect. He was way too politically incorrect, and you know it was. I mean, there, there's a lot of sensitivities out there right now that that weren't out there ten or twelve years ago. So but, I mean, maybe they could play on it as well. He he'll yeah. find a way to play. It. They'll tone him down, and he'll find a way to play on it. I believe. Okay. Yeah. Possibly. But all in all, yeah, Mike, Michael's my boy. You have anything? Can, can you see? Can you see in this day and age, Michael dealing with Stanley with a, possibly wearing a BLM shirt just to show that he supports Stanley? <laughs> and Stanley probably not even supporting exactly. him, probably being a Trump supporter. <laughs> I could definitely <laughs> see that because yeah, Stanley Stanley was just out of out of touch with the to me with the black community and I wouldn't say he was. I remember he was a Black so. Panther. This is true. I forgot about that. I think Stanley just got. Wrapped up in his own world as yeah. he started the rat race of life, and that's that is just is whatever that this is who I am, and this is what I'm gonna do. That's true. That's true. He had kids to put through, you know, college and all that, so he had a family to take care of. But um, but yeah, Michael, all in all, Michael's my dude. Anything else you want to mention? I want to say this before we wrap it up, guys. Please go on on the Six Degrees of Ebbs IG page and give me your opinion on who's better, Karen or Pam. And we could always come back to the subject later. Because yes. mm-hmm. Pam is evil. <laughs> she's like the omen. Or she's like, if you guys ever saw Rosemary's Baby, that's actually Rosemary's Baby. Oh, my gosh. Tell me what you guys... Well, tell Ebs what you guys think. You guys could also hit me up on Twitter yes. at the Louis Podcast and tell me what you guys think. Give me your opinion. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. And we could talk, I could discuss it and why I feel Pam is just was not a good person. Let's just leave it at that. Oh, gosh. He don't give her the benefit of the doubt for anything. And you want to wrap this up? Yeah, let's let's do it. So um, thank you guys so much for rocking out with me through season one. Thank you, Lou. For, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for, for joining me on this, this recap of, of The Office and specifically talking about Michael. As I mentioned to y'all in my, all of my earlier episodes, check out the Life of Louie podcast. I'm not going to steal y'all wrong. I'm telling you, like this podcast is amazing. My, uh, Lewis is just uh, a critical thinker. He thinks outside of the box. The topics that he has are are amazing. Do you have anything um, that you're that you're coming up with soon? Well, I have some good stuff for you for everyone to listen to. If you guys are into sports, you guys are into economics, if you guys are into race relations, 
I have some good topics coming up. I have some good topics that are already posted, but I have some good topics coming up. I'm going to touch on the America's fascination with the Great White Hope with athletes and, and um, music artists who tend to break into the more dominated African-American cultures like hip-hop music or mm-hmm. R&B music. And in sports, when this one white guy just st- tends to stand out, America becomes obsessed obsessed with him. I'm going to touch on that and also Great. talk about the Anthony Joshua fight that happens this weekend. Yeah, so as y'all can can hear, this is, is, is this is no joke. Like, this podcast is amazing. Check it out. It's on Spotify, on Anchor, on um, Apple what is it, Apple Podcast? What whichever streaming service that you use to listen to your podcast, you can find Lewis Lewis's uh podcast on there. So definitely check it out. But again, I just want to thank you guys so much. All of my my six listeners, this it's all good. I love the fact that I have six listeners. I appreciate the love. I only have five. Well, you know, <laughs> this is why I'm telling y'all, come on now, support. Ain't nobody asking y'all to, to pay no money, just just hit play. You ain't got to pay. Just hit play. Okay. But you wanted to, before you wrap it up, you want to tell them what you're going to start leading into your yes. second season two? Yes, yes, yes. So season two of the Six Degrees of Abs podcast will likely touch on my my love and infatuation with R&B music. So, you know, and, and I think one of the, the first episodes I'm going to cover is about, will be about um, separating the man from the music. So like we have, you know, just crazy men like, for instance, R. Kelly. Michael Jackson, who have, you know, dealt with a lot of legal issues, um, very controversial, very just disgusting um, accusations. But on the side, on the flip side, they were musical geniuses, in my opinion. So I'm going to touch on that. Um, but just, you know, stay, stay tuned for, for more um, content around that. I'll also touch, about, touch upon, um, you know, my, my um, understanding and, and perspective on, on culture my own my own personal lifestyle changes and you know um things that i've i've come across in my um you know in my life so just stay tuned for for more personalized um you know topics and, and about things that i enjoy so but thank y'all so much i'm going to wrap this up cuz it's getting a little long but thank you so so much for for listening and for your support like i said follow um you know, go listen to Life with Louis podcast. I'm on Instagram, the Six Degrees of Ebbs podcast. Louis is on Twitter. Go check us out. Show us some love. Give us some feedback. And we'll catch y'all next time. Later. Yeah.